Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Melito-Connors, a doctoral-level educational administrator and mental health practitioner focused on helping you, our world's helpers. As you may have heard, the last couple of months have completely kicked my butt. A flu that turned into asthmatic bronchitis, coupled with what I now know are gallstones slash gallbladder attacks, has made this holiday season not so merry and bright. This is just a friendly reminder to take care of yourself. You must. You have to listen to your body. Sometimes that means you have to rest, you have to say no, and you have to cancel plans. In hindsight, I know I was doing too much. The fall and early winter brought personal challenges for loved ones, the stress of two jobs, the chaos of a new school year, and just life. I will share more as I work through the healing process, but for now and for today, I'm thrilled to release the last of our summer Instagram live conversations with the fabulous Brie Campos. You may recall Brie from a previous podcast episode. In this conversation, we chat about the realities of body grief and that process, fashion for plus size folks, and accessibility. It's not to be missed. Enjoy our conversation. We did it! Oh, my hair is just looking wild. Yeah, I kind of got a little extra side poof here. I'm not really sure what's happening, but you know what? You know what they say: the higher the bun, the more that gets done. That, there you go. <laughs> well, I, I should crush it today, then. It's very. <laughs> How are you? It's nice to see you again. It's nice to see you too. Awesome. Have you listened to the episode? It just came out yesterday. Not yet. I'm so excited to hear it. It it's good. Well, I mean, you know, because we had the conversation, but... We had a great um, combo. It was a I, lot of fun. Yeah, I've already gotten some nice feedback from folks. Oh, good. So we've titled the episode, Understanding Body Grief, as you are the body grief queen. Um, Love <laughs> it. Either by default or by choice or by what, we're not <laughs> sure, but here we are. No, it is, um, it is really important, as, and you know how important your work is to me as I share in the episode. But I had someone reach out last night and was just like, oh my God, I never really, like, knew this was a thing and now like, this makes total sense and I listened to the episode and like thank you and thank Brie and um so I just thought that was kind of cool oh, so I mean, that's why we do that awesome. right? yeah Amazing. yeah so and I mean I talked a little bit in the episode how I didn't really know it was a thing either and then uh, here I was starting my eating disorder recovery and finding my body fighting back with such a vengeance to, to save me, really, and gaining a ton of weight and now finding myself in this larger body and feeling really unsure of it and kind of a little scared of it and a little saddened by it and just yeah. all these things and, and realizing not even, it wasn't until a little bit later where I think I kind of stumbled upon your work or was introduced to you and was like, oh yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> Right, right. And like, I also think too, like a lot of times, like in that initial process, it's like, oh, okay, I did it. And then a couple months later, then you're like, wait a second. Now I found something new that I'm grieving. You're like, wait a second. I thought I already did this. And and I think that that's why, you know, I, I identify body image work as an archeological dig yeah. because there's always something that we can continue to work on. Like we will never arrive until we take our last breath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we will always be in progress and we will always continue to learn about ourselves. And, you know, I just, as long as we're here, as long as we're living, I wanted life to not 
um, you know, be spent beating up my body and same for my clients. And I'm sure you experience for yourself and, and for your clients as well. Yeah. And to finally, like, I think you, you highlight a great point of just like the ebb and flow. Like, you're not just going to be like, oh, good. Now body grief done checkpoint and like moving right along. You're going to have to, to continue to work at it and things made pop up maybe you see a photo i know you've been talking about photos in your stories yeah which i wanted to talk a little bit about yeah. with you because you got me thinking but um you know maybe you see a picture or i don't know something you find an article of clothing that you used to be able to wear that doesn't wear or you buy something that doesn't fit and it should have fit or so many things and then those little voices or those little things can that body grief can kind of creep back up yeah yeah and i, I think you know so i was talking about picture grief in my in my stories and then total adhd move completely forgot to finish the stories i <laughs> thought it was a great cliffhanger <laughs> i was like i was like oh i get to run the session and then i was like oh i don't think i finished that story yesterday so i'll, I'll be doing that today um but what i did in the on uh in my stories was i asked folks i was like if you are struggling with picture grief, whether that be you're seeing a photo of yourself in your current body and it upsets you or seeing yourself in a smaller body and missing that version of your body. What I want you to do is take out, take out a piece of paper, take out your notes on your notes on your section of your phone. And I want you to ask yourself the question, what is the story that I'm telling myself about my body? Like, why does this suck so much? Why does this grieve me? so much and what that's going to do is it's actually going to highlight the underlying root right that root uh issue because seeing yourself uh seeing a picture of yourself on the surface is just on the surface right so if you think about dirt right that's a surface level issue when we identify the thought underneath that that's where we're getting to the underlying fear and then what i want what i'll be able to do today is i'll show folks how you go from finding that underlying fear to what is the core belief? Because what I can find for most people is that they'll find that the core belief doesn't even align with the values they want to live by. So for example, um, let's say, let's say I look at a photo of myself and I've noticed myself getting bigger and the story I'm telling myself is being in a bigger body, people are going to think that I have let myself go. If I were to identify the core belief, if that's true, if people think that I left my, let myself go, what this says about me is that I failed, that this was a personal failure. This is where it comes back to values. And I really encourage folks to take their Enneagram or if you, if you know what your top three values are, because it's going to be different for every person. But from the folks that already had submitted questions or submitted responses, it was, um, I'm going to be seen as a failure. I look disgusting. I'm not desirable. And that's when we have to say, well, wait, is this, does this thought really align with how I love, how I view other people, how I see other people? And if it is, but it's not how you want to, then how do we start creating shifts to start looking and loving and living out a way of life that's value aligned and not what we've just always done. Yeah. Yeah. You got me thinking, I think one of the things you put up in your stories, and this was just last night. So they're, they're still up there. Folks haven't seen it, but it was um, 
like which pi which picture is more kind of tr i guess triggering or what brings up activating yeah yeah act yeah like the, the the pictures maybe where you're in a thinner body or the pictures where you're in a larger body and i thought about that because i you know i really didn't being in a larger body is somewhat new for me since healing because i used to fight it and restrict and do all the terrible bad things when i was really sick um and you know i would do yo-yo things but to yeah. be in this size body that i am in it has been relatively recent over the last I don't know, five to seven years since i've been kind of healing um maybe closer to eight at this point but um i kind of thought about that i'm like hmm which ones <laughs> so i have a lot of pictures from before and I don't know. I think in some ways those bother me more because I know how sick I was and I know what I was doing to maintain that or try to try to maintain it. Um, and so I think those almost make me sad, but then also it's like, yeah, but how far I've come is like, so, mm. so we can do this right now, actually, if you'd like. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so seeing photos of your smaller body and feeling sadness the story that comes up for you the story you're telling yourself is what yeah well i think in some ways there still is like a, a mourning over the loss of a smaller body i think it's much the voices are much lower and less than they used to be but they still percolate they still like show up. um yeah. so i think the story maybe i don't know maybe I mean, like, I know better now. Um, you had asked me this question seven years ago. I'd have been like, uh, that was a better body. That was healthier. That but was... that's the trap. Yeah. That's the trap is because we think, well, I should know better. But there's still old information that we're like, we are rejecting that. We And we can't do that unless we call it out into the light and be like, whoa, that thought doesn't align with right. the values that I believe now. And and that's how I think a lot of people stay stuck is because they're like, but I don't believe that anymore or I don't want to believe that anymore. But it's still coming up. And so then we would go into, well, how do we create a reframe when we see that smaller body version of ourselves? And so for me, when I see a smaller body version of myself and, I, and this doesn't happen anymore, because I've done this work, I have said, you know, I, you know, when we know better, we do better, Maya Angelou, right? That I was so sick at the time and I didn't even know. Right. And so right. people were complimenting a very sick body, a very sick person, um, all for, for thinness. And, and if, I, in my current state, like I, one, wouldn't comment on anybody's body, but if I was concerned for someone's health from like that perspective, because a lot of people do it only when people gain weight, but never when somebody's losing weight. Um, Unless it gets to that like real oh, right, extreme, right, right, right. which is the stereotypical, which isn't like even how most bodies look when they're really sick, six, which is ridiculous. 6%. Mm -hmm. 6% of folks with uh, uh, anorexia are in a smaller body. Yep. So um, if I were betting, I would not take those odds. 6% no. <laughs> is very small. Um, but if I was really concerned, I would have just said like, hey, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. What's, you know, how can I, how can I support you? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you a quick story. I just shared this on a podcast episode I was, I was a guest on. And um, my dad, had gone to the doctor recently and he had lost some weight 
arbitrarily like he's been stressed he's been overworking we were in the middle of a move and they were congratulating him and he was like they're like what did you do and he was like i didn't eat and i didn't sleep and they were like well anyway good job <laughs> what what it's like at all costs weight loss is the pinnacle of excellence it's like it's just oh, right oh and it right. kills you but they oh, lost sorry. weight <laughs> Oh my God. And, oh, you're sick. Oh, too bad. Can we bottle that though? Cause I want more. I was like, right, right. I remember coming back from Mexico and, um, had Montezuma's revenge Ooh. and I had lost weight and the doctor was like, great job. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I have a parasite. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, but you still, you know, you still lost weight. So that's great. Right. Who cares? And that's what I was like, hold on, hold on a second. You mean to tell me that you're gonna celebrate the fact that I might have a parasite right. just because I'm in a smaller body. That's when I started to realize, you know what? People don't really care about my health. No. They care about my fitness. Right, oh, 100%. And kind of one of my last ditch efforts to actually get to work with Anna Sweeney um, as my eating disorder dietitian when I started healing was I needed to get a referral from my PCP. I had this new PCP. This guy had never met me before. I show up and, um, the nurse practitioner is there and I start telling her, I knew what I was doing was bad. Like I knew why I was doing it, but I knew the behaviors that I was doing. I knew why I needed help. And I tell her all the things, like all of them. And, and in, in, in attempts to lose weight, but yeah. because I still wasn't like stereotypically skinny or yeah. anorexic looking, I guess. Um, she was like, she looks at me and she goes, Oh, wow. You're doing all those things and you still can't just lose the weight. <laughs> that was, I was, I was so mad at that moment. I was just like, are you, yeah. I'm like, and, but I need help. Like these things are not okay. And then she says to me, it's too bad you can't get like fat burning pills or something. I'm like, lady, I'm telling you how I'm abusing laxatives, how I'm over exercising, how I'm restricting to the point of like as little as I could get away with eating and, and banning foods and all. And that's your answer? Too bad I can't take fat burning pills? Oh my God, I think back to that woman and I think, God, how many other people did she talk to? And what else, who, how many other people was she saying that? So, and then I kind of, I got mad. And um, I was like, okay, this, you're not hearing me. I don't even know what this is right now. I really just need this referral because this is what I need. Then they rec they wanted me to go to some fat clinic that they have. And um, I'm like, no, this, I was talking to Anna, like on the other, and it was like, that's not even a thing. I've never even heard of this place. So I'm like, I ended up switching PCPs to somebody else who like my mom had gone to, who I knew like, whatever, ended up doing this whole big thing just so I could get a letter so I could get my insurance to pay for me to get the help that I knew I needed. So I think about all those steps I had to do and the privilege that I was able to even access that. And like, what about somebody else that like didn't know to do those steps or couldn't think to do those steps or then heard this woman fat burning pills and was like, okay, let me try that. And then, um, duh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's truly enraging. And, and when, you know, like I know for myself of like, you know, thinking back to, you know, five years ago when I was still, you know, on the, on the helm of diet culture, um, of just how much brain space and emotional space I have now that I'm not obsessed with trying to change my body. And I don't think anyone could have told me, like there was, nobody would have been able to convince me that not trying to change my body size 
was going to actually give me the freedom that I had been hoping for. Right. And it's still hard. Like it still sucks sometimes. Like, um, and, you know, even just for an example, I, um, I'm like currently just kind of sitting in the suck of like finding clothes that I love. And there are sometimes words like, I make out like a, a bandit and I'm like, yes, I've got a good, but there's like times where I'm like, I have a specific idea in mind and I can't find it. I can't find it. And that, that sucks. I'm, I'm grieved by that. But what doesn't happen anymore is I no longer internalize this grief as I did this. Right. I caused this. Uh, and instead of, I'm just allowed to be frustrated that there is an accessibility for that. Hey friends, we've got some exciting news for our podcast listeners. Are you ready to take self-care and body positivity to a whole new level? We're thrilled to announce the grand opening of the Self-Care Cabaret Shop. And here's what sets us apart. We are proudly size inclusive and there are no additional fees for extended sizes because every body is beautiful. We've got a fantastic range of self-care and body love merchandise just waiting for you. From cozy sweatshirts and stylish tees to empowering accessories, perfect for showing off your confidence and self-love. So head on over to drmcselfcare.com slash shop and grab your favorite items today. It's time to celebrate you. Cheers. Did you hear the news about our exciting new offering from the Self-Care Cabaret? We're calling it Talkback. If you're familiar with the theater space, you may have participated in a Talkback before. After a performance, the cast and crew will come back on stage to chat with the audience and answer questions. Think of it as a casual, guided discussion. Inspired by this and by popular interest, we've come up with a Talkback for the Self-Care Cabaret podcast. Groups will listen to a podcast episode or two of their choosing. Then I'll come and lead your discussion, either in person or virtually, of those episodes, expanding on the big ideas. It's a great option for groups looking for short, impactful professional development or smaller teams looking to get an introduction to self-care and well-being. We have done a few of these so far, and let me say, they have been so much fun. So if you're interested in bringing a talk back to your group or organization, email podcast at drmcselfcare.com. And now, on with the show. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like, so far, like, things just end up being a little bit harder for us in larger bodies. You know, like we have to think about things. Like I was just talking to my cousin and she wants to buy this um, retro table and chair set. And I have a really like heavy duty, beautiful one. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I need that one. And I'm like, the reason I bought that one and had to spend probably more money is because I needed to make sure it was like restaurant quality, heavy duty, and yeah. not something that I was going to sit on and is going to buckle underneath me. My cousin is a very petite person that's not necessarily something she even has to think about right <laughs> but like just stuff like that or even you know mentioning clothes i'm in a wedding um coming up in a couple of weeks which is awesome i'm so excited to be part of this wedding and my friend and like yay and luckily she's letting us pick our own black dresses which is great. amazing but, which is what i did for my girls also but it, because i was like i'm not gonna torture anyone so i'm glad that oh, she's not so nice so you know i find the first dress this dress that i like loved and i'm like oh this has got to be the dress. 
doesn't fit, doesn't quite zip. I'm like, all right, well, maybe my mom could do something to it. Maybe she can let it out. I don't know. Maybe we can get a second one and put a panel. I don't know. What, what can we do? So I had like this whole thing concocted because I wanted it to be this dress. Then I bought a second dress. And the second dress is cute, fits me beautifully, but it's a little, I don't know, maybe a little too matronly than what I would. I want something a little maybe sexier. Yeah. So, so I wasn't happy with the second dress. Then I show my mom, I bring my mom the first dress and I'm like, all right, what do you think? Can we do any of this? And she's like, I don't know, honey. She's like, you know, it could, it might not fit right. I don't know if we can, nah, I don't know. She's like, Let, let's look for something else. So finally, I'm like, uh, so, but at first, so with that first dress, like I had this idea, like this had to be the dress, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I started to feel those things coming back. Like, oh, if I could, maybe I could, how many weeks do I have? Do I want to lose a little weight? Can I drop a few pounds? And then I was like, whoa. So all of a sudden, like, eh, record scratch. And I was like, F that dress. That dress don't fit me. <laughs> And it's but so easy like, how that can, it, that thought can just like whoop, pop right in. Uh, I'll, remember, I'll never forget at the, uh, at the start of the pandemic, um, I was like sitting in my chair and I guess I, I didn't really sit there very often. And I kept feeling the arms of my chair on my body. And the thought that like, whoo, the runaway thought that went through my brain was like, maybe it's because I switched to like flavored creamer instead Aww. of cream. And I was like, whoa, where did that right. thought come from? That's why building awareness around your thoughts is so essential because before that thought would have been like, oh my God, I switched to flavored creamer and I need to go cut back on, on that and then this will fix it. And then maybe what would happen is my body size would change, but not because of the flavored creamer or because I switched it because I would become obsessive about it. And so when we can catch thoughts and be like, Whoa, that, that, that is not a, that is not a thought I align with anymore. It no. can help us to take that thought and throw it in the trash where it belongs. Kind of um, I'm, I'm also at a couple of weddings, and I just wanted to mention um, Azazi is a great place uh, for, um, you know, uh, people of all size. Uh, they have an option for you to make a custom dress. With oh, your say the name again. Azazi. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm not and familiar with them. Yeah, and so I actually have a, a wedding in August and I put my measurements in and they can pick any dress and make you a custom, a custom dress. So awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you fit in their measurements, you can like pick three and then they can send them back to you. Like you can pick which one you want best. Um, I had just, I wasn't, I wasn't confident that I would fit in them cause you know, yeah. the sizing are off. So I was like, I was going to buy a custom dress and I don't remember, I don't think that they charged me any extra for the custom dress, if I'm recalling. Um, yeah. So, that, wow. so it, it, it's awesome. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. That is awesome. I, I ended up finding another one because then of course, then my mom was on it and we're like scouring the internet and I ended up finding a dress at Macy's. Um, though funny, I ended up buying two. Same brand, same size, just two different styles. One had a cowl neck and one had more of a V-neck. V-neck one comes and it's beautiful. It's very fitted. It's a little sexy. Love that. Just I feel like so I'll throw a little shawl on it, some little black pumps. We're good to go. So then I get the second one though with the cowl neck, same brand, same size. That one like doesn't even go on. I'm like, you know what? I give up. <laughs> and that's the thing is like if you look at my closet, I have a span of like four different sizes oh, because oh, it depends on the brand. It depends on the fabric and the material. Hundred yep. percent. And so. 
Yeah, it's just it's all it's all fake. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's like it's like shoe sizes, right? If you don't get upset that like maybe you have like shoes that are like one size, like uh, you know this is my size, but sometimes I'll size up, sometimes I'll size down depending right. on what what I'm what I'm going for. If there isn't a narrative around that, then we need to figure out why there is a narrative around clothes sizes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sinks. And you even mentioned chairs. You mentioned a, 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 early on the pandemic in a chair. I just bought this this adorable pink chair that I'm on here. Yeah. You should have seen me. I'm like running around my house because like I'm it's telling you the seat size. So I'm checking like other chairs in my house, measuring like, well, I'm comfortable in this chair. What's the seat size? Right. <laughs> I'm emailing them like, what's your weight capacity on yeah. this chair? It wasn't listed. And um. Like, I think when I got the chair, I was like, of course, you're still like, uh oh. And like, I sat and I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable. Yay! And I'm like, oh, that's so good. My mom's like, you fit in it. Like, it's good. I'm like, I do. It's oh. wicked comfortable. So I'm like, thanks. I think that's but the like, thing that people don't realize that, like, especially being an electric bike. So, like, this, so this chair in one, I, I actually bought this in person. I was at Home Goods and I fell in love. And like, I always do like this, I'm like, all right, this might not work. And I sat and I was like, oh, it supports me, I'm so yeah. happy. Um, and then the chair that I'm sitting in is an office chair. I'll have to um, send you a like, I think it's called a Safco, S-A-F-C-O. Um, I bought it on Amazon. It is weight supportive and um, I'm, I'm a shorty, so um, obviously that's why there's so much room behind me yeah. to put my feet on the ground, but, um, I, it has no arms. I, I enjoy it very much. And I, I feel like, especially for those of us that work on the computer, having a good supportive chair, uh, is helpful. Yeah. I can use a different office chair on the other side of the room. I just, I don't think it's going to, I fit in it. It's fine. But like, I don't think it's the greatest. Like after a while, like, oh, my knees and my butt are kind of sore. Right. <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing is I just, you know, like normalizing for folks, you can have the comfiest, most supportive chair. If you're sitting for more than a couple of hours at a time, your body's going to, your body's going to be sore. Um, and it's not the chair's fault and it's not your body's fault. Um, one of my, uh, my, my PT, um, Danny Shapiro, he was on my podcast. We have an episode called, um, uh, body pain is not punishment. And what he says is what if you could see body pain as your body communicating to you in the only way it knows how. And it was such a beautiful reframe for me of like, when my body is feeling pain, it is not, uh Oh, what did I do right. wrong? Right. It's Hey girl, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need you to stretch right. or, you know, we're going to need you to stand up and, you know, take a load off and, you know, like what, what is it communicating to you? And, and I think that reframe has been so powerful and so impactful for me uh, that I always share it with, with all of my clients that, you know, yeah. body pain is not punishment. You all size bodies experience pain. Absolutely. I like that. And um, it's funny you said that. So one of my big themes for the summer has been reclaiming space. I think we talked about our shared theater histories and being, yes! uh, dancing and singing and acting and all that good stuff. But I think you were primarily a singer, mm -hmm. right? First, and I'm primarily- I would, say, I would say an actor first, singer second. Okay, and then dancer third? Oh, dancer pretend, oh, yeah. but yes. <laughs> 
so I would identify uh, dancer first, then singer, then actor. So anyway, oh. I'm all about, I've decided I want to dance ballet again. I want to be on point. Oh, and I love that. Oh, I saw your shoes on Yeah, so story. I've been, been working on it, but I also know that I'm like, okay, in a larger body, I know I need to be careful. I don't want to hurt myself. So I've been doing my bar exercises, getting myself ready. Point shoes are custom order, so they're going to be another couple weeks before they show up. So that's kind of been what I've been working on. But I do notice, like, I get, like, a little twinge sometimes in my ankle. And I think it's my ankle being like, hey, girl, hey, do them relevés because uh, we're going to – we got big stuff coming and you're, you yeah. got to be careful. Yeah. And what, what I'll say, too, is that, like, it, it, I think that, you know, like, it's so easy for us to fall into the, like, the trap of, oh, no, I'm feeling pain. I'm, my, like, my body is wrong. I'll tell you, I mean, I didn't realize this was going to be a, like, let's talk about the best products for plus size people. Um, I was recently, I recently collaborated with uh, Big Fig, the mattress. Oh, and, yeah. and, uh, and there's a link in my bio. I 10 out of 10 recommend not only the mattress, but the frame. Cool. And one of the things that the, the adjustable frame does is it raises your feet up and like you can adjust this yeah. and so having my feet raised at night has significantly impacted my back pain. Yep. I do not wake up with back pain like I used to, which I always contributed to just my size. And now I'm realizing, no, it's because of gravity and how I'm sleeping at night. And so I think you're supposed to sleep with like a pillow under your legs. I would never do it or I would wake up and the pillow would be gone. Yep. I'd be like, I don't know what happened. So the fact that the bed is just automatically raised has significantly impacted my low back pain. And so it, it's that same thought of if you're experiencing body pain, right? And that automatic thought is, uh-oh, what I do? Right. As opposed to, ooh, information, right? Yeah. That in, ooh, information, my back is hurting. I wonder what could be contributing to it versus my back is hurting. It must be because I live in a larger body. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm not, I'm not doing this. Uh, something's wrong with me. That's why this is happening. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And it's funny you mentioned that. I used to, my husband and I, when we bought our house uh, several, uh, seven years ago or so at this point, one of the things, I used to have wicked bad back pain. And I was in a smaller body and had like a traditional bed, actually. So now we actually bought one. It's not the brand you were talking about, but it does do the, we can do the feet up or the head oh. up. We always sleep with the head up a little bit. And when yeah. sometimes, like, if my back is bothering me, and even that helps. I'll sleep with a V. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, or if my husband's, like, his knees or feet are bothering him, he's like, oh, can we put the feet up or whatever? And um, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Big difference. And I remember, like, um, I, I don't know if you if you ever did, like, um, you know, I worked at, I worked at Starbucks many, many, many I years ago. I worked at, at Starbucks. <laughs> did we talk about this? I worked at actually Barnes and Noble. Oh my and, goodness. And, uh, and so like after a shift, I worked at Barnes and Noble in like the Starbucks, uh, Barnes and Noble serving Starbucks. I used to come home and lay with my feet up in the air because it would help the circulation right. and I wouldn't have like I, I didn't normally need to do that I was younger at the time but being on my feet all day I needed to to do that for my body I'm older now so I maybe wouldn't think that I need to do it right. but yeah yeah or stretching every day I never had to wake up and stretch every day yeah. now I do oh so, so good for you so good yeah I exactly. don't know if we talked about Starbucks, but that's actually where I met my husband about 15, oh my God. 15 years ago. I know he actually started 
he used to work at a Barnes and Noble cafe here in Saugus, Massachusetts, and um, that's when he got started. But then he transferred to we had a uh, we're in Saugus, Mass, on uh, Route One North. It was a drive-through location. It was a brand new store, and then I I show up, and then he was actually my learning coach. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> that's so cute. I know we became Barnes friends. and Nobles is so different. Like, oh, it's yeah. such a different environment than Starbucks because I've worked at both. And like Starbucks, I mean Barnes and Noble, we were just chill. Like, there was it just wasn't the same as like people who are like when you work at Barnes and Noble, it's people who are coming for books and then oh yeah, let me get coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas people who are coming for their coffee, they are dangerous people. They can be. <laughs> they can be for sure. Oh my god. Yeah, I did it for actually the girl that um, we're both in the wedding. She was a fellow partner also. Oh my Starbucks. gosh. They they so do funny. one thing well and it's creating and fostering some really good community oh, for yeah. sure. In that green apron community, we are we're strong. You're <laughs> wrong for sure. Oh, it's so for exciting. Sure. And I, I told you the offer still stands if you make your way up to Massachusetts for a pool day. <laughs> I will take you up on that. It's oh my goodness! Hot and humid. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, and when you so you what do you call these sessions? Like these like something cabaret? The self care cabaret. Self care cabaret. I like. I want to sing with you. I feel like that would be so fun. We could do that. Some karaoke, it'll be fun. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, thank you. And I want so, folks, um, if you want to hear more of me and Brie, um, the listen to the podcast episode, it's linked in my bio. I'm sure Brie um, can share the link yeah. as well. Um, yeah. bi weekly podcast, Brie's the most recent episode. We talk about body grief, self care, health at every size. I think we touched upon intuitive eating. Um, then I think we went on a little theater tirade. I don't know, all sorts of things we talked about. And you had some really great. Beautiful things you talk about kind of your steps for understanding body grief a little bit and talk about thinking about your body like what would you do what would you want to do if your body you didn't feel like your body was holding you back which I just yeah. thought was so beautiful and so folks should definitely listen to that episode and if they're not following me already they should follow me because um, I talk about self-care and well-being and healing and all the things that kind of go into functioning in life and reducing stress and all that stuff. So I'd love to love to have some folks follow me as well. And Brie, I just, I love the work that you do. Thank you. Oh, right back at you, my friend. I really appreciate this. And I really appreciate being on the podcast. It was so fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I'll let you get back to your busy day. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this special podcast episode from our summer Instagram live series. I hope you're feeling more energized and empowered. We regularly go live on Instagram to chat with other experts and amplify voices. So be sure to follow along at Dr. MC self care. That's D R M C self care. Also, in case you missed it, we've been hosting virtual pop up 30 minute dance parties called Dance Break with Dr. MC, Joyful Movement for All Bodies. A participant described these classes as the best kept secret in fitness. So what are you waiting for? They happen at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all low-impact movement but high in fun. All bodies and abilities are welcome. There is a warm-up and a cool-down. Modifications are provided, and it is free to join. Donations are accepted. So head on over to my Instagram bio to register or check out the link in the episode notes. Thanks again. Stay well and do good. <laughs>